0: on local now channel 525
1: this is the word to stand on for life with pastor ron
2: arbaugh
1: the word to stand on for life is a radio ministry of calvary chapel in san antonio a live call-in show here to help you answer your questions about the Bible and how to apply the word to your daily life. For more information on Calvary Chapel, visit our website calvarysa.com. Get your Bible questions ready and call in now to 210-340-9585. It's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arwall.
3: To Welcome to the program. Thank you for tuning in. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas, and this is The Word to Stand On for Life, a program dedicated to taking your phone calls and answering your questions, Bible questions, questions about stuff going on in your life today because Paul is in the studio. You can ask pretty much anything and she has the answer. All you have to do is provide the phone call, 210-340-9585. If you're outside the local San Antonio area, you can call toll-free at 877-630-KSLR. That's 630-5757. You can email questions to us by emailing questions at calvarysa.com. Or you can send them in with our free Calvary Chapel mobile app. And as always, if you are driving in your car, the safest way to call is to use the free KSLR mobile app. Just hit the call now banner at the top of the screen. You'll be connected directly to our studio producer. Paulo. thanks for being here.
0: You're welcome. Thanks for asking.
3: It's, I didn't ask. We just do it. Yeah. It's Thursday.
0: It's Thursday.
3: We have a routine on Thursday. It's a good one.
0: It's a good one. It's a really good
3: one. Day day. <laughs> What's on your heart today?
0: Well, I've been kind of... I was at home, you know, after I dropped you off. You say, okay, what are you going to talk about on the radio? So I'm like,
3: "Ooh." I I used to say, be real smart when you come back. And that you said that put too much pressure on you. So I don't say that anymore.
0: And so I was still having pressure, you (laughs) know, because i got to come up with something, you know, kind of a thing. It's your show. It's my show. Yeah, I know, but a lot of pressure. Because your show, you have... You know, your questions are there and people call in and stuff. On my day? What kind of date is that? That's the pressure. (laughs) So I went home with this pressure thinking, oh, man, Lord, what what do you want to say? And so I was thinking, am I more nervous about this show or Chapel Monday? (laughs) (laughs) We get to do Chapel here at our academy on Monday. And I have the little kids. kindergarten. So that's your wheelhouse. Kindergarten through sixth grade. You would think I need to go to kindergarten <laughs> and and start over because some of these kids, you know.
3: Yeah, this year I get the older kids, you get the younger kids. Mm-hmm.
0: But. I kind of like the older kids better, you know. But no, <laughs> the, the, the kindergartners through the sixth grade are kind of my wheelhouse because, you know, we're like on the same level. But there's some of them kids. It's like... I'm gonna be. I'm gonna try to not make eye contact, you know, because if I say something wrong, they're gonna call me out.
3: Hey, we got one of, one of those kids calls <laughs> into the program. I don't know what he's gonna ask. He's so smart.
0: I'm just waiting for him to get to junior high You yeah. see what's gonna happen. As soon as he gets to junior high in high school, I'm sure Pastor Will's gonna say, "Okay, now put Paula in with the." No, let me go back to the kindergarten <laughs> through sixth grader. But yeah, we have some really smart kids here, and so. And I was looking at some of my other notes. Where, what's it say? Let me see. Um you when you were doing the Good Friday message, now the Lord it was this this was a day that my value was established by the one who purchased me. And then you went on to say that Jesus took my cares and worries, so why am I worried and fearful at times? And so while I was praying about, am I more worried and fearful about this show and my topic, or chapel i read that and i thought okay never mind i'm not worried at all so
3: because jesus says do not worry
0: there you go so now it's up to jesus Mm -hmm. to come up with something to talk about on this show no
3: (laughs) But, but but why don't you do this why don't you just give the audience preview of your chapel study
0: i could do that but i think The one we're talking about listens to the show. (laughs) So, no, that's okay. So, anyway, the other thing I was going to talk about, which is kind of cute, that you're in your personal um, reading is in Psalms, And I know you're not a music guy because when we get in the car, it's either teaching, news, or some sports thing. You don't ever turn to music. And so we're just so opposite because when I get in the car... Or sometimes when you get in the car, after I've been in the car by myself, my music is going. And so that you are in Psalms is like, what? I read a Psalm and a proverb every day before I get out of bed. <clears throat> and so today I was just thinking, um, I'll write. I'll, I'll so talk so about if, it.
3: if I want you to stay in bed for a little longer, I just assign you Psalm 119.
0: Hey, we were on Psalm like 9, one nineteen <laughs> on, on yeah, Monday know. nights, um, but yeah. So no, but I read Proverbs, you know, one through thirty for most months, and then thirty-one on the other month. So I, one a day, and then a psalm. And so today is the thirteenth. So improv, and these these are some of my favorites, and I use this all the time. So, for that little one that we're talking about who will be in <laughs> my thing, this is one of my favorite ones. Proverbs thirteen twenty: He who walks with the wise grows wise. And so, that's why I come to church every time you're teaching. That's why I come to church <laughs> when other ladies are teaching. That's why I'm in the, in the Word. That's why I'm hanging out with other Christians who, you know, the, not the lost, but the, the, the hungry ones. Who want more of Jesus? I want to hang out with, with them, the saints, and the, you know. And so I want to hang out with them. So if I hang out with wise, godly people, mainly Jesus, of course, but hang out with wise, godly people, it's going to rub off on me. <laughs> so that's one of my favorite ones. And then uh, Proverbs thirteen fourteen says, The teaching of the wise is a fountain of life, turning a man from the snares of death and you know the the um Joel teachings that you've been doing about sounding the alarm you know that that um urgency to share you know cuz Jesus is coming back soon man you prayed for that we, and we said amen um, and that's been happening the the Lord's just been sending me person after person and, you know, it didn't take but a minute for people, it's so bizarre, to start telling me their life.
3: I, mean, I don't even ask. You know, it, it's, it's a gift that God has given you, and I don't understand it. It certainly doesn't happen to me. But um, people just within literally minutes mm-hmm. are barfing their whole life at you. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I don't mean that in a pejorative way. Yes. But but they're they're it, it's just they dump all over you. And, um, you know, it's it's just a constant reminder that the time really is short. Yeah.
0: And so in in sharing, you know, talking about the day of the Lord is coming soon. And so the, the message is turn to God, get right with him because he's coming soon. You can't just um, keep living the way you're living. You're telling me all these things and I'm trying to tell you uh, to that the teaching of the wise is a fountain of life turning a man from the snares of death. And some people just go, yeah, yeah. You know, like they don't really believe that the day of the Lord is coming. Maybe, like you say, so often, oh, they've been saying that for 2,000 years. Or, you know, um, it's not that that important. You know, we have a cavalier towards the, the day of the Lord, you were saying, and you asked this question, is Jesus coming soon a source of joy or dread? And man, it's a joy. It's like Jesus, come back right now,
3: yeah, I think you explained come part part of right the answer now. for the the why some people just don't want to talk about it because rather than than despair um and, and really have to deal with the fact that he's coming back, they just treat it as though it's not true, and one of the things I said last night in the Bible study with Joel um you know when Peter declared that the outpouring on the day of Pentecost was fulfillment of the prophecy of Joel, um, not a completion mm-hmm. or a completed fulfillment, but but a partial fulfillment. Um, um, you know, Joel didn't know what he was talking about. He did, you know, the, the writer of the Hebrews says that that that, that they searched the scriptures intently, the prophets of old. Um, trying to discern the times mm-hmm. um, and and the people to whom the prophecies were directed and they didn't know. Um, and yet in this particular case Joel had no idea that his prophecy was going to be fulfilled on the day the church was born. And you know it's just easier to pretend like well we don't like these things or don't like thinking about these things so it's just easier to ignore them or to avoid them. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But the thing is, if we just try to ignore them or avoid them, um, it's still things are still going to happen, you know. And so that urgency to tell people, no, 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 seriously, you need to be born again. You must be born again. No one's going to enter the kingdom of heaven unless you're born again. You can know about Jesus, but do you know him? And more than that is, are you known by him? So. Please listen to what I am, <laughs> what I'm saying, um, but God uses consequences, and the, you know, you're, it was sweet when you said that He will, um, He warns us because He's gracious and compassionate, slow to anger, abounding in love, and He warns us. And, and so, I feel like a lot of us now here at Chapel Chapel San Antonio and others who know that Jesus is coming soon. We're like sounding the alarm. It's like the trumpet is being mm. being sh- blown.
3: And so. Um, you know what's sad though, Paul, for me? And, and um, you know, I, I'm not an Old Testament prophet, so I don't want to be misunderstood here. But all of the Old Testament prophets were rejected. Even even those who knew they were speaking the word of God. Mm. They were being rejected because they didn't like the message. and And the idea is, you know, you know it. Intellectually, but it's never seized your heart, mm-hmm. and and it doesn't matter what church, even Calvary Chapel San Antonio, yeah. um, you know half of the people that are sitting um, are really not concerned about Jesus coming soon, and it doesn't cause any change in the way they live their lives or decisions that they make, and and the one thing that ought to determine the choices we make every day is that this could be the day we're going to see Jesus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm behold i 'm coming soon mm-hmm. that 's in red letters in our bible mm-hmm. and and if if we really believe that uh it would change dramatically the decisions we make um, It would change our unwillingness to share the gospel. I I think that's a a sign that we really don't take the the return of the Lord soon seriously Mm -hmm. because if we really believe that, we'd be telling people about Jesus. You know, uh, when Paul said, I pray that you'll be active in sharing your faith Mm -hmm. so that you have a full understanding of every good thing that we have in Christ.
2: Mm
3: -hmm. Uh, If Christians understood and really and truly believed in the depths of their heart that Jesus was coming soon, they would be telling everybody Mm -hmm. About Jesus. Mm-hmm. Not standing on a street corner shouting, but you know what yeah. I'm talking about. Yeah. Just the people that we come across and mm-hmm. the people we care about, the people that we pray for, mm-hmm. uh, people we, we sit beside at work. Yeah. Uh, we would be telling them about Jesus. Yeah. Not just that he's coming, yeah. but that he's got an answer for the problems that they have in their lives, for yeah. the sin yeah. that burdens them and overwhelms them. Yeah. And honestly, um, sweetheart, if, if, if we really believe that, we couldn't stop telling people about Jesus. It didn't matter what anybody says.
2: Yeah,
3: no. HR departments, mm-hmm. government, mm-hmm. schools. Mm-hmm. We'd say, look, i, I got to tell people about Jesus, what Peter and John and the others said mm-hmm. when they were ordered not to speak mm-hmm. in that name anymore. Mm-hmm. They, he said, well, you know, yeah. you decide for yourself. Is it right that we obey you or that we obey God? Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, they had just as much pressure, maybe more because their lives were at stake yeah. Uh, yeah. than we do. And yet we don't tell people. We don't want to rock the boat. We don't want to offend. Yeah. We don't want people to look at us as one of those weird Christians. Mm-hmm. But if we really believe Jesus is coming back, yeah. that would be our primary directive every single day.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I, as you're talking, I'm thinking of of Candace. Her husband was the first one who was saved here, and so she's going to go back home and you know visit her family and stuff. And Candace before before Christ was rough. She had brothers, <laughs> you know, and they would just drink alcohol all the time, and she could out, drink them all, and still get in the car and go home, and like, nothing happened, There you was know? a
3: bar that family had been going to their yeah, whole lives. I think it was
0: called Brubaker, so yeah, anyway, her family was saying, come on, let's go, you know, throw some back, Candace, and, you know, she was like, no, 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 I'm, I'm a born-again Christian now, and she was not shy at all. I'm a born-again Christian now, and Christians just don't I mean, you, you're free to drink. but If Jesus not,
3: comes back tonight, I don't want him yeah, to find me said. in a bar. I don't want yeah. Jesus
0: to find me sitting up here at a bar acting like a fool. And so her, her family just kind of looked at her like, what happened to you? Mm-hmm. You know, there's a new song out. Jesus happened. Jesus happened. Yeah, he came along and he let me know that I was on the fast track to nowhere good and um, he saved my soul. And so now I live for him, and let me tell you, he can deliver you from this sinful life. Because, you know, people they are not just drinking to have fun. They're drinking to escape.
3: Yeah, that, that's... Yeah. 340 we'd love to have your calls or comments or even your thoughts. You know, if you are one of those Christians who uh, isn't sharing your faith with other people. Um, why? Yeah. What do you What do you think about the return of Jesus Christ? Mm-hmm. Is it a source of hope and joy, or is it a source of despair or grief? Yeah. And and to, too many of us Christians, yeah. I mean, people going to be in heaven.
2: Yeah.
3: Um, too many of us, we simply don't live our lives in any way that would indicate we really and truly believe that. So I'd be interested in in the audience response as well. Yeah,
0: we have a close relative who um, has a brother, and he said that the the two brothers, they don't talk about the Lord at all. And I was like, well, why? Well, I said, well, you know, we had another man who came to our church years ago, and his brother-in-law got saved, and then he came back and asked, Why didn't you tell me? <laughs> Why didn't you tell me? And so I asked this relative, I was like, you know, if Jesus were to come back and or if your brother were to die and you know full well he's not a born again Christian, how are you gonna be all right with that? And there was silence. And so I was like, You get an opportunity. You know, you're the born-again Christian. You get the opportunity. One, you got to live a life that reflects Jesus, not reflects on Jesus, but reflects Jesus, so that maybe your brother can hear from you. Um, But regardless of that, you need to be sounding the alarm. Jesus is coming soon.
3: Hmm. You know, the way you said that, Paul, it reminded me, and it always just frustrates me to no end. Um, you know, we justify not sharing our faith. We say things like, well, well you know, we need to share Jesus and sometimes with our lips.
0: <laughs> sometimes with our words. With their, with, though, but yeah, yeah. But, oh, yeah. but
3: what they're saying is, no, I just try to be a good person and try to be full of joy. Mm-hmm. You know, but no, we have to tell people with our lips, yeah. with with the words that our heart, um, you know, when when Paul says things like, and I like when he goes King James, <laughs> I beseech you, brethren. Mm-hmm. I beseech you. That's yeah. pleading. Yeah, I'm yeah. begging you. Please. And and you know there are times when I feel like the Holy Spirit through me is begging people yeah. to get right. I yeah. mean, you can feel the you tension. You can feel it, yeah. And, um, you know, we say, oh, no, I don't want to make them uncomfortable. So I just try to live my life in a way that would reflect uh, who Jesus is. Mm-hmm. If, if we're not telling people who he is and what he's come to do, mm-hmm. then, then we're not living our lives in, in a way that would, would impact anybody else's life at all. Yeah. And it's just, it's just frustrating because we get so culturalized and um, mm-hmm. seemingly take the easy way out rather than being uncomfortable for a moment. Jesus doesn't care at all about our discomfort. Mm-hmm. He wants us to be obedient, exactly. and obedient Christians share their faith. Yeah. And if nothing else, and I get the chance to do this several times in the book of Acts. Mm-hmm. We're, 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 we're now in chapter 8 this coming Sunday in the book of Acts. Now we're done with the holidays. Um, I get to share the power of testimonies. Three separate times. In the book of Acts, Paul gives his testimony. Yep. And every time he does, people get saved. Yep. And, um, you know, we Christians, even if we don't know a lot about the Bible, or new believers, uh, immature in our faith, that's okay. you got to start somewhere. Mm-hmm. But every one of us, we can tell people what he's done for us. I used to be this kind of a person. Now I'm this kind of a person. I used to... to Cause pain in people's lives. Now I'm a source of joy mm-hmm. in people's lives. Mm-hmm. Those can, we can tell people because we're the expert on our lives our and what Jesus Christ has done. Yeah. And unfortunately, um, too many Christians we simply don't share um, the message of hope that we have.
0: Yeah, you know, testimonies because it's not summer yet, but sweet summer mm. devotions is coming. You yeah. know, yeah, June 5th we start. And um, it's the the theme there is the God who sees me, and He sees us all. And um, the ladies that the Lord has picked, some of them have looked at me like, "What? <laughs> wait, wait, what? <laughs> what did you say?" I was like, "Well, you can tell me no. How am I gonna say no to Jesus?" Well, that's what I was kind of thinking you would say. But um, but yeah, twenty percent of what brought you to Jesus. Because those are the directives. Twenty percent of what brought you to Jesus, and eighty percent of what's happening and what you're looking forward to with Jesus. A bunch of these ladies have never been behind a microphone. A bunch of these ladies have never really shared their testimony.
3: Yeah, they're the ones you're really going to be careful with because they'll think, well, well, it won't take me. I'll just have five minutes on them going fifty. Yeah. You know, yeah. but but yeah, and that's
0: okay yeah. because what this does is it lets them know hey, I do have something to say. It lets you know Jesus really has been working in my life. And um, the different people uh, minister to different people in the congregation or online, even that congregation. Um, and so I'm really looking forward to it. The God who sees me. We'll talk more about it as time comes, but I'm looking forward to it. The testimonies are... The best. So I started this whole thing out talking about how, how sweet it is that you're in Psalms, and I haven't even gotten to the Psalms yet. So we can either start that now
3: and. You've got, you got four minutes, so go ahead.
0: Okay. Um, so today, for me, Psalm 103, and I, I was thinking um, it's one of my favorites, and I don't want to read the whole thing. I mean, I do, but I don't. Um, but Psalm 103. Verse 8, because we all need to understand who Jesus is, who the Lord is. The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love. And this next line, I mean, we all need to know that. We all should know that. But this next line is for any and all who maybe aren't sharing their faith, maybe who... You know, I'm such a hypocrite. Nobody's going to listen to me the way I've been living my life kind of a thing, even though I am saved. Um, But verse 9 says, He will not always accuse, nor will he harbor his anger forever. He does not treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquities. I love the grace of God. Absolutely love it. And my favorite thing, of course, is his forgiveness. And so if there's anybody out there who... You know, you've had a couple of calls callers say, um, "I keep sinning, you know, I don't want to, but I keep sinning you know what what is that um, But he will not always accuse, but knowing that he is compassionate, gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love, that should cause us to be so grateful that we don't want to sin, that we turn to him and um." ask for his forgiveness and he's so ready to start over with us i love that that's that's the other thing i'm sharing with with unbelievers look you need to be born again which means you get a fresh start you know in life you get to turn away from the things that really are causing you shame and pain and and let jesus be the the lord of your life for believers um just remind them that Jesus died for all their sins. I love that's my favorite thing about Good Friday. He knows because this. He he sees everything. He sees everything, and he's so ready not to treat us as our sins deserve. Yeah.
3: You know, Paula, and we're running out of time this half of the program. But um, Good Friday, uh, all those pieces of paper that were nailed to that cross. Yeah. that that represents it's not a a new year's resolution it's not i'm going to try you the best of my ability what we're saying is lord these are things that we cannot do Mm -hmm. apart from you yeah these are things that we've tried to overcome and we can't these are things that keep burdening me or or my walk with you Mm -hmm. and so i'm just going to nail them to the cross and die right here Mm -hmm. And it gives people an opportunity to start fresh. And I just think that's one of the things that we don't really appreciate. Every day Every is a fresh start. Day. Well, the music is already playing. It got me, caught me off guard a little bit. But uh, you're listening to the Date, Date Edition of the Word to Stand on for Life. We'd love to have your comments. If you're not sharing your faith, whatever we've been talking about, 340-9585. We'll be back in two minutes.
1: To the word to stand on for life. We're taking your calls at 340-9585 or toll-free kslr Now here's Pastor Ron Arbaugh.
3: Welcome back to the second half of our Thursday show, the date-day show with Paula, 340-9585 for your live calls and questions. Paula, where are you going from here? Or keep
0: going mm-hmm.
3: where you were going.
0: Okay. So I was thinking A lot of people um, are uh, more shy than me, and maybe they don't have people that just...
3: (laughs) Yeah, a lot of people.
0: Maybe. How about everybody? No, no, I'm not as outgoing as you might think. I'm just more outgoing than you. So there are some other people who are just, you know, out there, but I'm kind of in between. Um, But anyway, yeah, I'm I'm pretty much out there, aren't I? It's a good thing. Well, okay. If, if you're not sharing your faith um, maybe you're just shy you know maybe you think you don't have anything to say or how do I start a conversation with a complete stranger maybe you don't have people just coming up to you just saying hi you want to know my story <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah they don't even do that with you they just go start talking, talking. Yeah. yeah you'll say oh hi how are you and uh-huh. and then in 30 seconds there's tears uh-huh. and I'm listening to this yeah. Story. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But, you know, I think there's a scripture, and I think i read this in the two. The light of the righteous shines brightly, so they know maybe they can trust me with their stuff. You know and I'm going to?
3: Make, make gonna, no mistake, Paula. This is just <laughs> the Holy Spirit. God can trust you with those really, truly hurting people.
0: Yeah. You know, I have the gift of encouragement. You know what that does? puts me around a lot of discouraged people. Yeah. And so the hard that's why God needs you. <laughs> yeah. just- but I have to bring that home, you know, and I have to be sure to dump it off on Jesus because sometimes I do get overwhelmed, you know. Um, but okay, Jesus, you know. About- it's hard. It,
3: it, it is hard, isn't it? Sometimes yeah. you realize the amount of pain that's out there. Yeah. And, and, you know, somebody like me that people don't just come and barf their problems to. Um, I, you know, I don't recognize it. People are smiling and they're eating, like at a restaurant or something, mm-hmm. and 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 they're dumping all this stuff on you. And we, you need to. I mean, I know you're grateful for that gift, uh, even though sometimes it's hard. It's hard. But God can trust you. Yeah. With those hurting hearts. Yeah. And, and we've and, been
0: praying for the lost, the hurting, yep. the hungry, the broken, the needy, the confused, the fearful, the angry. And my on my list, I even have the proud and the arrogant. I think. Those two are the hardest because they don't think they have a need, but anyway, so if you're not sharing your faith, maybe you know we can give them some ideas on you know how to share your faith because you even though you you think you're shy, but sometimes I have to go over to people and say, "Is he bothering you?" <laughs> Why is he all up on your table
3: <laughs> you know it, It's not a matter of being shy or not or being comfortable or not. Um it, it's a command we've been given. And um you know, I, I have the ability to read people. Uh I'm I'm when I'm sitting in a restaurant or when we're going someplace, um I, I I'm praying, Lord, show me somebody if there's somebody that that you're you're preparing their heart. Mm-hmm. And then we always have an opportunity. God will just make sure, if you're available, that there's always an opportunity. Let's take a phone call, Paula, and then sure. we'll come back to this. We've got Marilyn on line one from Converse. Marilyn, thank you for calling.
4: You're on the air. Hi, Pastor Ron and Mama Paula. This is Marilyn. Oh, Hi, Marilyn. How are,
0: How are we all doing? We're doing great. It's date day.
4: <laughs> oh, I see, I see. Yeah, I but get them all to myself. <laughs> <laughs> no, we can them from four to five. Yeah, <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is my first time calling. I felt like the Lord said, hey, Marilyn, speak up. I am shy. My mom calls me social butterfly, but I am shy. Um, <clears throat> one of the questions are common is about sharing. How do we share our place? Um, <laughs> I'm out not a lot, but quite a bit. And um, I have a, a rule, if I pass you twice and we've made eye contact, that meant the Lord wants me to say something. Mm. So I get a lot of opportunities to ask people about um, if they know Jesus, and not just know if they've asked Him into their hearts. Mm-hmm. And then we just kind of strike up a conversation, And then I'm, I'm, I find myself sometimes in Walmart, Dollar mm-hmm. Tree,
2: mm-hmm. and
4: even on my walking path now, I'm, you know, praying for people and, you know, inviting them to church. There was an opportunity where the Lord had had me have contact with this one guy, and I just left. And as I was driving away, I just felt the Holy Spirit saying, Marilyn, you should have said something. So the next day, the Lord said, get up. And I went back, and the gentleman was still there. And I said, you know what? I should have said money or silver. I have not, but what I do have for you is Jesus. Mm -hmm. And we got to talking and in church that night. Mm -hmm. Um, I haven't really seen him since. Mm-hmm. But um, you know he 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 listened, and I had I asked for boldness because apart from boldness I can't share Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I I don't oh.
3: think even, even boldness we we've got some of a, a misunderstanding about boldness. It's just a confidence uh, when, when we're told to approach the throne of God boldly. It's just with confidence that we're going to 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 be heard by the Lord, and and if we say to the Lord, you know Jesus, I want to be used. Um we can be confident he's going to answer that prayer and and Marilyn, you're easy to talk to for people but but like you said, you are shy at, at in nature and and um you know we just so appreciate the fact that you're out there doing the work. Can I ask you to do something for me while you what I got you on the phone yeah. um yeah. you know you you've you've been recently touched by the Lord, and um I think maybe from your perspective, I shared it briefly on the air with the audience, but, but from your perspective briefly, um, talk about God touching you and healing you, if you don't mind.
4: <laughs> I always she, want to tear up every time. She's going to start
0: crying. That's exactly what I said. <laughs> she's not going to be. She's going to start crying. Oh, go ahead.
4: So um, I've had an, um, an injury in my foot for over 30 years. It was from the military, um, from the boots. I've had tumors. Been on experimental chemotherapy, and just not able to 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 walk properly. Surgeries after surgeries after surgeries, seven to be exact. The last one was about almost almost three years ago, two years ago. Um, So um, I've been doing physical therapy. Pastor Ron had given a message on December um, eighteenth and Acts about Peter at the gate, beautiful. And healing the, the lame beggar. <laughs> and you know, money or silver, I have not, but what I do have, I have, you know, I give it in the name of Jesus, pick up your mat and walk. So as I was leaving out of service, I you know Pastor Ron, um, instead of giving an altar call, had, um, had said, you know what, God wants to, you know, people who are, want to be healed to stand up. So I stood up. And I've been standing up asking for Jesus to heal me, and if he healed me, I would use this healing for his glory. So I got up, and after services, I was leaving out, and I'm, you know, go try to go to my normal limp. And I heard, and I, it just felt weird, and I heard someone say, you can walk. I'm like, I can walk? And I just started walking. Yeah, I'm just thinking, Wow, Lord! You know, you know, like in a TV commercial where they can jump up and kick their feet this side. That's what I want to do. <laughs> he said, "No, just jump." <laughs> I'm walking through the parking lot, just kind of jumping. So I went back into uh, back into the sanctuary, and I was tapping Pastor Ron. I said, "Pastor Ron, I said I can jump my foot. I can, the Lord healed me, and I just started jumping." And he Pastor Away he was like. We're witnessing a miracle here. <laughs> I didn't know that I was being live streamed at the time. People were asking me, Marilyn, were you okay? I just think he's jumping and walking out crying. Were you all right? I said, Yes, the Lord healed my foot. So, <laughs> and I'm using it for his glory now. Yep. There you
3: go. And, and you know, Marilyn, one of the things I, I said before the break, I said that that we can tell people what God has done for us. and And no matter how uncomfortable you might be with somebody, um, you can say to, to somebody, you can say, you know, God touched me. I had a physical healing. I couldn't do this, and now I can. But what's more important is He healed the sin problem in my heart. And and that gives you such an opening to talk to people. And um, you know, your job is to plant seeds, to, to sow seed, and, and um, the Holy Spirit will win people's hearts. I think so often we are more worried about well they didn't get saved or I don't I don't know what's happened to them it doesn't matter our job is just to sow the word of god scatter the seed and um and and I know you've been doing that and I'm grateful I'm really really grateful the funny thing to me was you were jumping and uh I don't see well I obviously knew it was you but Um, the fact that you're jumping it. And I said, Marilyn, and, and you looked at me and said, I'm jumping. And it was because in the story, the, the beggar at the gate beautiful was jumping Mm -hmm. and holding on Mm -hmm. and you were holding on to my arm and you were jumping up and down. And, uh, you know, we we prayed for you many, many times, but that, that Sunday, God sovereignly decided that he was going to touch you and heal you. Mm -hmm. And that's a message that you can carry everywhere you go, everywhere you go. Yeah.
0: That was so cool because, you know, I know you get questions, you know, um, how, does, a, does a pastor have the power to heal? Does a leader have the power to heal? You know, and, and the question of, does, um, how can you say there's, there's power to heal in the, in the sanctuary? Well, that's just because the Holy Spirit has made that kind of clear to you. Not everybody gets healed, and you're quick to say that. And like you say, you've prayed for Maryland. We prayed for Maryland for years. We've known her for a long time, but it's God's will. And what if Marilyn walked out in the parking lot and she heard the voice say, you can jump, you can walk? She could have easily said, nah, and just kept on going, going home. But she had to put her faith into action by hearing that voice and saying, okay. Just like said to the beggar, take up your mat and walk. He could have just kept laying there.
3: And going and he could have, could have been angry. He could have said if I could walk I wouldn't be here. You're mm-hmm. I mean, trying to be cruel to yeah. me or something. Yeah. But but in Marilyn's case, um at the right time. And and since you brought it up, let me make sure everybody understands I have no power to heal anybody. No. Um there are times here when God will say there's power to heal here tonight. Mm-hmm. Um He does all the healing. Um, I would never presume that anything I said or did facilitated the healing.
2: Um,
3: But what I'm there to do is to tell people, look, if you've got the faith to be healed and it's God's will for you to be healed, that can happen, but you've got to be willing to use your new physical strength for his glory. And that means when God touches you like that, there's an accountability. And one of the beautiful things about Marilyn, Paula, is that Um, she hasn't shut up about Jesus (laughs) ever since then but now God's given her a story Mm -hmm. so she's got a testimony and that's what I was saying Marilyn thank you very much for calling Mm -hmm. appreciate hearing from you Mm
0: -hmm. yeah she's been faithful even when she couldn't walk it's like am I going to love you still am I going to serve you still yes Lord you know I will
3: yeah she could have been healed maybe more quickly had I hurried up a little bit and got to Acts chapter (laughs) 3 A little sooner, <laughs> but I just I talk too much, you know. Sometimes, and that's the thing. But, but let, me, let me give you another example. You asked about sharing. Get some tips for sharing yeah. our faith.
2: Yeah.
3: Um Today, um, um, there was a, a man wearing an SMU Southern Methodist University T-shirt, mm-hmm. and um, so uh, I could look at that and say, uh, so I got their attention. Mm-hmm. And I said, did you go to SMU? Yeah. And he goes, no, I just trained some people up there.
2: Uh-huh.
3: And I said, oh, well, one of my granddaughters just got accepted there yeah, yeah, to SMU. Yeah. And and I was hoping that that would open a door to conversation. Mm-hmm. And it didn't. They were getting their bill. They were getting ready to leave. Mm-hmm. And it does, it's that's the way it is sometimes. Yeah. But there are many, many other times when you'll see something, a T-shirt. Somebody's wearing uh, a, a look of pain. um, uh, we shared a story uh, a couple of weeks ago about a young man who was on the first date, mm-hmm. and he was paying so much attention, uh. and I had to walk over and tell him, you know what?
2: Yeah.
3: Believe me, this Kai. girl is going to know. Yeah. yeah. And it's this Kai. girl is going to know yeah. that you are concerned about her, that you care about her. Mm-hmm. And... Um, that opens doors. Yeah. I mean, that guy stood up, a young man, mm-hmm. that guy stood up and gave me a hug yeah. when it was done.
0: Well, you you barely like <clears throat> adopted him as your son, yeah. you know, and he but, called me mom. Yeah, yeah but, but, but that's,
3: that's yeah. you know, we God will provide those opportunities and sometimes it's nothing more than being nice yeah. to people. Yeah, And uh, in some cases, other people are standing close and they can hear what's going on and 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 the spirit of God is speaking to them as well. Mm-hmm. So there's always opportunities. You know, you can look at the car somebody drives, the bumper stickers they have on their cars. Um, mm-hmm. As I said, t-shirts or ball caps. Um, they're just there's a million things that that you can say. There's an opening. Yeah. I'll talk to them about that. Yeah. And uh, for you and for me, we use the fact that we've been married for so long. Mm-hmm. Um, um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll talk to people and say, Oh, you're such a beautiful couple. How long have you been married? And they'll tell us a couple of years or whatever it is. And, and, uh, and I'll say, see her 53 mm-hmm. years we've been together. Yeah. And, um, you know, that always elicits a response. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the Holy Spirit will open that door. But what we've got to do is be willing to do it. That's right. You know, in the restaurant, people grab their phones, <sighs> even when they're with their families. Yeah. They grab their phones and they never look up, mm-hmm. you know. And, 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 you know, instead, just pay attention to the people. Yeah. And most people, overwhelmingly, most people are very nice and they are respectful and conducive to conversation if you just give them the chance, there's not a lot of really nice people out there now. Yes. And so if you're one of those nice people, mm-hmm. um, boy, that'll, that'll tug on some people's hearts. Yes. Paula, you've heard me just say, God bless you to people.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And that opens a conversation. Yep. And um, so it, there's just all kinds of ways.
0: Yeah. yeah, I was just thinking last week when the that one of the young men passed out at his table, you know, that was scary because they had a little, a little son with them. The wife jumps up and taking care of her husband, who's on the floor, and um, the little boy is sitting there, and he has a phone, but he's trying to play a game because he's trying to ignore what's going on kind of a thing. And, you know, that was an opportunity to go and hug him and, and pray for him, you know. And other people are 911 calling and stuff like that, but to be able to console a uh, little Caden, it was his name, Um, that was my opportunity to, you know, those kind of things. And, you know, I'm not looking for anything, but those are those kind of opportunities where, because I said, can I pray for you? And he said, yeah. You know, that Jesus, he would remember.
3: He was what, five, six years old? Maybe,
0: maybe, yeah. Probably six or seven. Um, But maybe Caden will, you know, not the nice lady who prayed for him, but she she prayed for my dad and Jesus. You know, with Jesus. And so you just never know. So there's all kind of opportunities. I I fo- people follow me into the restroom. <laughs> it's so bizarre, you know. Yeah. So bizarre. The, the, they, the, the, they like the colors uh, of my uh,
3: fingernails. Yeah. That used to happen to me until I got my own <laughs> bathroom. Thank God. <laughs> So, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and with girls, I don't know what it is. We all go in, in a pack, you know, to the Russian But uh, people will come in and they'll they'll say, I like your hair, you know, just this, this dumb stuff. And I'll say, oh, thank you. It's the only way I know how to comb it, you know, kind of a thing. And that'll start a conversation. But just there's so many things. T-shirts, you know, uh, faith over uh, fear, you know. Oh, I'm a Christian, too. Or you go to church and, you know. And if it's a bad church, I don't want to put my lip up. But uh, we just start talking. Because sometimes you can tell who's a Christian just by their demeanor. I was like, I, I bet you're saved, right? you saved, right? You
3: know, we're to, we're to spur one another on to good deeds. Yeah. We're, just, we're to, to be uh, encouragers. Yeah. And, and if there's somebody with a Christian T-shirt or somebody who you think has that sparkle, mm-hmm. you can talk to them. Yeah. And it doesn't take but a minute to find out. I know. Because they'll, they'll open up. And, yeah. and and the reason that happens because the Holy Spirit is preparing the way. Yeah. All we have to do is be obedient. Acts 5.32, one of our foundation verses, yeah. God gives the Holy Spirit to those who obey. Mm-hmm. and the context is always in power. You want power of the Holy Spirit in your life? Be obedient. And then he does the work and you just find yourself being used. Yeah. And it's really yeah. a, a neat thing.
0: It's a fun one, too, because, you know... Um, when we talk to people and they're living together and they're not married, you know. And, you know, we usually ask them, so when are you going to take care of that kind of a thing? Uh, and then we see them the next time and so it hasn't happened yet? Are you even at least engaged kind of a thing? But as soon as they are engaged, they find us. <laughs> Let us know. And if they're, you know, the the date, here's the date. We're going to really do this because they know that what we're saying is right. So. We hear a
3: thousand <laughs> excuses. Well, you know, I know we should be married, but... And, yeah. and, and, and you'll look at a, if it's a lady talking, mm-hmm. you'll look at her and say, you know what he does, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He can fix this. You can, you can go this. get a marriage license. Yeah. He can fix this. Yeah. won't cost you anything.
0: Uh, you can have an audience. Yeah, We've I, had kids yeah. get married here at our, ch- at our school. The kids will sing some songs. They'll cheer you on. Yeah. It could be awesome
3: the idea is you give them direction
0: yeah
3: and they have to make the choice but you give them direction Mm -hmm. and um, you know one of the frustrating things young people in the world that we live in now um, they're just so used to evil being called good that they don't even think it's wrong anymore but our job is to let them know let them know
0: and they get it hopefully eventually I hope
3: so. Because so, in Psalm uh, 103,
0: from everlasting to everlasting, the Lord's love is with those who fear Him. Those are His kids, His born again kids, and His righteousness righteousness with their children's children. And then verse 18 though says, "With those who keep His covenant and remember to obey His precepts." So our job is to let people know that God wants to adopt them into His family. He already made the provision. And that his love is with those who fear him, and you can set a good example for your family, for your children and your children's children, and help them by by setting the example and living the right life, um, to obey and keep the keep the commandments, keep his keep his precepts, and that's basically what we're saying in Psalm one nineteen. You know, every week one another lady is teaching a section.
3: Yeah, explain what you're doing. We haven't talked about that. Oh, okay.
0: So. Well, we I didn't want to start another whole book uh, before um, Sweet Summer Devotions because it was only, what, maybe seven weeks. And so uh, we, Psalm 119 is so long, and thank you for your help in helping me to figure out what to teach on. Um, but, man, it's all about the Word, God's Word and what it does. It... It revives us It instructs us um, It disciplines us the light Yeah into our,
3: the Light into our feet mm-hmm.
0: But God's word And so each week another lady is Teaching what the Lord has put on Her heart As far as How the word has been um, Huge in her life And so it's been, it's been a really good time So um, coming up next I think it's Linda, yeah. So, yes, it should be Linda this this time coming up. So yeah, I'm I'm
3: there. I'm especially interested in these series of studies just because, you know, we've been talking about the value of the word for mm-hmm. so many years, mm-hmm. and and it's thrilling to me when people catch it. Yeah, and Psalm 119 sort of comes to life.
0: Yeah, I just you know I got to started. I was really kind of excited to do it. Um, where he says uh, in verse 5, you know, of course, he's talking about uh, the way, blessed are those whose ways are blameless, who walk according to the law of the Lord. But then it says, you laid down precepts that are to be fully obeyed. And then he says, oh, that my ways were steadfast in obeying your decrees. It's like, man, if only I would know them and do them, my life would be so much better. I would not be, you know, subject to shame. Um, And so being in the Word, knowing the Word, again, I'm going back to, what, is it Proverbs? Hanging around with the wise people, you become wise, (laughs) you know? And so being in God's Word, the wisdom.
3: And, and, And the one thing you left off that list is doing the Word. Doing the Word. Because yes. it changes everything. It changes you. The answers for all the questions we have, all of the things we're struggling with, mm-hmm. they're all there. Mm-hmm. And yet the Word is something that we often ignore. Yeah. So don't ignore it any longer. Uh, um, it, verse
0: 7 says, I will praise you with an upright heart as I learn your righteous laws. So get into the Word and learn it. And then I will obey your decrees. Here's my favorite part. Do not utterly forsake me. It's like, Lord, please be patient with me, you know. <laughs> me, the kindergarten through the sixth grade, that's my my—that's my wheelhouse right there. Pastor Ron just told me. But I'm trying to grow up. So maybe next time when that one we're talking about gets to the junior high, I, you know, I won't be so intimidated.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I love the fact that these kids have been taught the Word yes. from the time they've started coming to church here. Yeah. And they know it. Yeah. And um, your audience, the younger kids, Mm -hmm. probably more attentive than my audience. Oh, yeah. They're going to raise their hand and say, Miss Paula. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, thank you for tuning in. You have been listening to the date day edition of The Word to Stand On for Life. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas. And I'll be back, Lord willing, tomorrow at 4 o'clock on AM 630 The Word. We'll see you then.
0: Bye-bye.